Hi, welcome back to Book Buzz with Jen and Ping, a podcast focused on romance books. Today, we have the pleasure of having Teal Swan with us, and we're going to be talking about her journey as an author, her epic books, and her jaw-dropping heroes. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, it's such an honor to have you here on our podcast. I am seriously nervous. <laughs> I I've been nervous all day today, so I've been I'm literally shaking. So if um, <laughs> I might be stuttering here and there, so please excuse me because I am so happy and excited to have you here. I love love your books. So thank you so much for joining us today. So how are you doing? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm nervous. I'm the nervous one. I don't do this. This is my very, very first podcast. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. Well, that's such an honor then since we're the first one. <laughs> um, so I'm going to go right off to how I got into your books. Um, I, I remember I the Stanton series was actually the first series that I picked up from you and then it went on to Dr. Stanton and then somehow I got out of the billionaire phase so I went on to reading other books and then I came back and read your books and I just made me realize of how much I missed your work and now I am constantly hoping and looking forward to all of your books and they are seriously some of the your books put me in a book slump every single time and I now I'm still in a book slump oh so you've (laughs) read the Casanova is that yes Yes, Yes. I've read it Mm -hmm. yes (laughs) I'm nervous four days until that comes out so yes I'm I'm I can't wait for people to read Elliot's book he's so charming I know I love him yes (laughs) (laughs) So I actually read the my first book of yours last week, and because I I've had it on my TBR for like ever, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna read, it, I'm gonna read it, and what then did you- I've read the ta- the stopover. Okay, yep. But <laughs> I read it, and then because I told Peng, I was like, oh my god, her books are long, so I was like, okay, I'm gonna read it. <laughs> But it's funny because I started, I started it like, uh, I'm going to say around like 9 p.m. Because I texted Ping. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I forgot what I texted you because I started reading it. And then I literally was up at 3 a.m. <laughs> I, I would put it to the side. I'm like, okay, maybe just one more chapter. Let me read a little bit more. I finished it like not even 24 hours after. <laughs> I was like, I'm like, okay, now what am I gonna read? Because I had ordered um the the second one. Takeover. Yes. And I was like, okay, Amazon, hurry up, hurry up. And <laughs> I got that one and I read it. And then I jumped right into Mr. Master. So I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, it. why did it take me forever? <laughs> oh, thank you so much for reading. I, you know, I don't mean to write such big books but I just I don't know I can't I can't I can't get the character development that I want unless I keep yeah. I don't know hey, I, I, I love I love big books so I love that they're long <laughs> yeah. uh, when I when I get um the paperbacks and they're always so much bigger than they seem you know because I write on a computer and mm-hmm. when my paperbacks come back I think that's really, really big. Was I just raving <laughs> on in that book? What the hell? Is this book so big? So yeah. I'm, it's a surprise to me as well. Don't worry. <laughs> well, I love that they're long. I Right now, I literally just got home from work and I have, uh, what is it, the Mr. Spencer waiting uh, for me. So I'm starting that today. So I'm very excited. <laughs> oh, I love Spencer. I love him. <laughs> <laughs> well thank you so much girls for your support and pan can i just say i am literally addicted to your teasers that you make me i i absolutely love them i've actually 
I don't use anybody else now. I just wait for you to post teasers and then I message you and say, okay, I'm buying this one because I need it. I need it. So <laughs> you're the well, queen. Thank you. Thank you. That means so much to me. Coming from you, it means everything <laughs> to me. Thank you. So um, we were quite, we're nosy people. So uh, we want to know what made you publish your first book? Okay, so this is a funny story. I don't know if you girls have heard my story, but so um, about 10 years ago, 12 years ago, my husband and I bought a a business, um, a news agency, and we were going really well. And then we bought this news agency and it did not go well and we basically lost everything we owned. So in a period of two years, we lost over a million dollars. We were on the verge of losing our house. Mm-hmm. It was a really bad, bad time. So I, you know, I, one night I was right, folding, washing, crying because I was thinking, oh, my God, we're going to go bankrupt. I'm going to lose everything. And I saw an Oprah special on The Secret. I don't know if you're from Rhonda Byrne, the, the book The Secret. So it sort of just resonated with me. So I went out the next day and I bought the book. And it's all about finding what you're supposed to be doing in your life, you know. Mm-hmm. So I was like, right, that's it. I'm going to change my life. I'm going to start thinking positive. So about a week later, um, I was cleaning out my garage and I found an old diary. And you know how they have pens in the middle of them <laughs> where you close them over a pen? I found a box that I that had been, it was, the, it was from my very first move out of home when I was 18. And in the bottom of this box, I found a diary with a pen in it. And I opened the diary and it was about, it was a story about a man called Joshua Stanton. This book that I wrote when I was like 17, 18. And it was the Stanton series. And I was like, I read it and I was thinking, it was probably about 50 points. And I thought, that is really cool. And I sort of remembered that I had dreams of being an author. Before I went and worked in mental health and did all these things, I had dreams of being an author. And I literally walked inside and opened up Word and wrote Chapter 1. I've never did a, I've never done a writing lesson. I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm just smudging it along most days. <laughs> but um, I have a, a writing group um, for newbie authors because, and I just basically share what I do and, and what, what has worked for me because in the beginning I was using Google <laughs> to learn how to do stuff, I'd be like, what, what, I need to do that. Okay, Google, how do I blah, blah, blah. So it's just, it's been a very a wild process, but never in my, a million years did I think that it would come to this. Never. Yeah. I'm glad you found that diary <laughs> because it was the Stanton series that got me into your books. So I'm yeah. glad you got, you found that diary. <laughs> Um, from whenever you write your books, do you get any inspiration from, um, and from anything or you just write it come off the head of your head? Um, I plot my books. I'm a, a plotter. So I plot usually probably 12 months in advance. And most of my books that come to me in dreams, oh. weirdly enough, I dream stuff. So I'll, I'll think of the character. I'll think what I'm writing and then I'll go to bed and then I'll wake up and I'll go, okay, this is the story. So it's weird. <laughs> I explain it. But yeah. And did you ever want when you started writing, did you know, did you know it was going to be romance right off the bat or was that something yeah. that No, I'm a romance reader, so I've only ever read romance. It's funny, you know. I like a good crime book. I like a good psychological book. But you know how they hint on the mm-hmm. they hint on the romance. I'm like, "Come on, give me some action." I need <laughs> So, like, in the end, I end up slamming the book shut and like, oh, my God. So I need that oomph in my books that I read. So it was, yeah, it was never a choice for me to not go all the way there. (laughs) (laughs) And who are some of your favourite authors? Sylvia Day, hands down. She is. Love her. um, She, and it's funny, you know, I don't read anyone else's books. I haven't read a book since I started writing. Because I feel like I don't want 
I'm very, I, I shelter myself very much from the outside author world. So I'm not in any author groups and I'm not, you know, I've got five close friends. And apart from that, I don't sort of venture out um, simply because I feel like if I read other people's books and I know what else is out there, it's going to diminish what I put in my books because I'll be worrying about what else is out there. Do you know what I mean? So I, I, I stay very focused. So Sylvia Day is my queen. That's about it. Nora Roberts, I like Nora Roberts. I like her crime and, and um, sci-fi, not sci-fi, um, paranormal kind of stuff. But, mm-hmm. yeah. That's it. <laughs> I love that. I love that you said that though, because I think especially now mm-hmm. it does get tricky and with like writing and everything. So I love, I love that. Yeah. I just feel like my stories, if I had other people and I, I guess it comes from my mental health training as well. Like so much of what we think is actually things that we've read or, or retained from someone else. Do you know what I mean? So I feel like mm-hmm. if I was reading other people's work, it would have to rub off in my work. Like it would have to, you know, mm-hmm. unconsciously rub off in my books that I write. So I just, I totally focus. I don't even watch TV. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I when I was reading, when I was reading The Stopover, I told Pink, because this is when I think I, technically I told her I was reading, the way you write is so unique. And I loved it because you're the first author <laughs> where the heron is so vocal. <laughs> like on what she wants, which I loved. And I told Peng, I was like, whoa, like she's vocal on what she wants. I love it. This is the first time that I've read a book where the heron is not shy or anything. She's vocal. And I absolutely love that. It's funny because I get told by people, because I don't read, I don't know what else is out there. So people <laughs> say this to me all the time and I go, really? And then I... <laughs> Someone will say something about me writing really raunchy books and I'll go, really? Are my books like on a scale of one to ten where everyone sits? Where am I? And they're like, you're 11. I'm like, really? <laughs> I just don't, I don't know what else is out there. So like, I read snippets, like I'll read a paragraph or I'll read teasers and I'll think, oh, that looks so good, like, you know, people's stuff. But I won't ever actually read a whole book. So I... People tell me all the time, I love how your uh, heroines are such smart asses. Yep. <laughs> I don't even think they are, but I think that's because I must be a smart ass. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I get told that a lot. Um, when you write, do you set a schedule for your writing, for your writing or you just I'm very, very organic. I can't just force it. Um, for example, I'm writing Ferrara at the moment. So I don't know if you've read the Italian. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And my, chapter, my chapters are about 5,000 words long. And this week I've written, I think, the same chapter nine times <laughs> because I can't get it right. So mm-hmm. it's weird thing for me so I never know if something's right I just go with my gut so I write it and I have a really strange technique that I write with too so I have like seven girls all around the world English Irish UK American Puerto Rican um and what I do is I send my chapters out as I write them so I get instant feedback so I know and you know I'll send a chapter out and I I just think that's not right. But it's like I can't work out what's wrong with it. I never know what's wrong. I just have to keep writing it until it feels Mm -hmm. right. So I think this week I've written nearly 50,000 words in one week on one damn chapter. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Some days it's hard. Some weeks it's hard. This week has been a hard week. But um, Mm -hmm. it's usually the parts in the book where it, I would call it, it, it's like a segue into the next part of the book, you know. So, for example, they might be back and forth and then all of a sudden they're falling in love. It's that connecting chapter that I always have trouble with in every yeah. book. Always mm-hmm. the same book. You know how some books you might read and they're going along and then all of a sudden they're madly in love and you think, oh, that just doesn't feel real? Yes. <laughs> that segue chapter hasn't been nailed. So mm-hmm. I'm very aware of that. So when I'm doing that chapter, <laughs> like, kill me now. <laughs> 
<laughs> Which has been the hardest bug for you to plot and to actually get it to the point where you're like, okay, I, I like this. I feel comfortable with this. Um, find me Alistair. So I don't know if you girls have read that. That's a screenplay. Um, it's very, very different. It's not contemporary. Um, have you read it? Have you read it? I, have, I actually haven't because I've heard yeah. or read reviews <laughs> that people said it's very different and it's emotional. Very, very emotional, very different. Yes. And so um, I am waiting for that second book before it's I It's actually my favourite book. It's actually my mm-hmm. very favourite book. So it's a screenplay. So I read it as a screenplay. So I don't know if you girls know this, but my aim... I write all my books as screenplays. That's why they're so big. So I don't leave out any scenes like I do it. Um, and Alistair was never actually going to be published as a book. It was going to be sold screenplay. So, But in the end, I ended up publishing it. But the history research that I had to do is so full on for it. And I, it, I wrote the whole book four times. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'd write it and then I'd be like, no. And I'd put it away and I'd write something else and then I'd come back to it because it's, it's the kind of book that has eaten at me that I have to publish it. So mm-hmm. some books that I don't, you know, some books I don't feel like um, I don't have that I have to publish this book, but mm-hmm. book, like Our Way was another book that I had to publish. Like mm-hmm. I was told by so many people, don't go there, don't go there. It's not going to go well I don't know if you girls have read our way yet yeah I did mm-hmm. um, you know don't go there don't go there and and to date that has been my most successful book so oh wow <laughs> you know you never know what's going to sell yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah how did you come up with the idea for um find me Alistar ah it, a dreaming <laughs> it's funny <laughs> you know, weird weird woke up in the morning and was like holy crap that's a really good story. So I can't tell you about it because you haven't read it, but mm-hmm. it's not what you expect and it does end on a cliffhanger, but everyone's devastated by the cliffhanger, but it's not a sad cliffhanger. I, I actually love the ending. But it, there's another book coming, so. <laughs> yeah, because I'm waiting for that second book before I pick it up um, because I'm gonna probably going to die waiting for the second book. No, I know. You know, it's funny because I plot the book. So what happens is I I can't show you. I'll show you girls at my office, by the way. I'll just show you around my office quickly. Okay. Can you see? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So um, I have big folders of books mm-hmm. um, and I plot Alistair's book and I cry every single time I plot it. So. Mm-hmm. If that's any indication, oh. <laughs> uh, that's all I can say. <laughs> so apart from, apart from that book, because when I read, like I said, I read The Stopover, the, uh, Mr. Masters, and all of those books have made me cry. Um, and I'm like, I was at work and I was crying and out of nowhere, somebody came up to the front. I was like, oh, my God, I, <laughs> I'm sorry. So apart from that book that we um, find me, Alistair has an, another. Do you ever cry when writing? Every book, every book I cry, and then I laugh. <laughs> I'm like a nutty professor, like I'm giggling away, <laughs> crying. Or, but I remember one night when I was writing Alistair, and I was literally sobbing. And my husband came in and snatched my computer and said, "That's it. I'm done with this book. I'm sick of crying." So. Um, yeah, no, I sort of feel like if the author isn't laughing or crying or busting to get back to write the book, the reader's mm-hmm. not going to be doing that. So, yeah, you know. And that's always that's always what I've said, and I've said this in the podcast before. I feel that if you don't cry in the book, yeah. then it's I'm devastated. Like when I'm yeah. writing, I'm like, oh my god, he's such an asshole. I can't. <laughs> I don't actually sit there and go ha 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 this is funny I'm like my god like so I'm right there with you don't worry I do want to make a comment though because since I just finished the takeover I have to say those scenes with um Tristan and the boys were especially Harry were the best (laughs) 
I was telling Peg, I was like, oh my God, they're so mean to each other. <laughs> I know, everybody says to me, where did you get that? And I go, I don't know, it just came to me, but I have sons. So, you know, it's not that far from the truth. I get it. <laughs> I love it though. And from what I, from reading that book and then reading Mr. Masters, I love, love the kids that you write. I it, love they're amazing. <laughs> yeah, I love kids. Have you read Dr. Stanton yet? I have not, but I did order it, so I should be <laughs> reading it soon. <laughs> I, I must just uh, admit, I, I was having this conversation with someone the other day, and I do, I find that when there's children involved, my male characters sort of get another dimension. They get that father, that fatherly dimension, and it, and it makes them really lovely. Like, I really... I was sobbing with the takeover when there's um, in case people are listening and it's a spoiler if they haven't read it, so I wouldn't say it, but there was a scene with Tristan and um, Harry that I, I was, that's the one I was at work crying. I was like, Oh my gosh, maybe I shouldn't be reading this year. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I was writing that going, Oh my God. When he taps it, I was like, Oh yeah. (laughs) He tapped it. (laughs) (laughs) um so we got this question from one of the um one of your fans one of your readers and they asked do you ever feel overwhelmed with writing multiple books in a series wondering how the readers will react to it yeah I'm overwhelmed most days (laughs) (laughs) Uh, the problem is it's funny you know so when you start out you write completely for yourself Mm-hmm. and you sort of get swept away and as you do better and better and better the expectation grows on you mm-hmm. to to deliver a, a really good book and then I think you get to a point where you have to stop listening about that and go back to writing for yourself because mm-hmm. you don't I feel that's when them when authors lose their edge do you know what I mean they become predictable and they become mm-hmm. I would say very um, shaped by opinion. Mm-hmm. Our job is to stay original. Our job is to stay so that people are shocked or excited. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that doesn't always mean that people are going to accept or love what you do. Um, mm-hmm. So I guess you just have to just, I just trust my gut and I, I kind of go with the theory, if I love it, hopefully mm-hmm. someone else does I would never put a book out that I'm not 100% in love with so and you know I'm very hard on myself like I said this last week writing this Ferrara thing again and again and again um I I have copped an absolute slamming for Mr Garcia and I stand by it I love him Mm -hmm. (laughs) I guess you know I guess pressure is a privilege so um I do feel I I do I do get a little bit stressed writing the Miles High series because I'm writing that for Amazon. Mm-hmm. And I'm the only Australian author Amazon's ever signed. So mm-hmm. there is pressure on me for to bring it up so that they'll hopefully sign more Australian authors. So I, you know, mm-hmm. I want to perform well. So but luckily for me, um, I don't know why, but sarcastic banter with rich smart guys just comes naturally. <laughs> I don't have to really go too far out of my comfort zone. So mm-hmm. my natural, I would say that my natural writing style is the miles high, a um, bit of funniness, bit of lightness. Um, the other stuff comes to me obviously in dreams and I, I dig deeper. But, yeah, that's a long answer. I really rave on. See why my book is so big? <laughs> that's actually a good answer. So, <laughs> Um, we've had a lot of people asking us about who's going to get a book. And I seriously tell Jan, I don't know. I don't remember all (laughs) of these characters that people ask for. And um, I seriously don't remember who Scott and Alyssa. Alyssa, Yeah. So Scott is um, Joshua Stanton's older brother. And his wife, but um, Scott will get a book one day, but at least won't be in it, unfortunately. 
that's all I can say. Um, Edward. Yeah, Edward Prescott. So he is Charlotte's brother. So he is getting a book, actually. So with the Mr. Series, I have a scoop for you girls. Um, Edward Prescott is the next one to be writing about, and I will be going through to his him and his two friends, and then I'll be going okay. on. It will continue on the Mr. Series. So Edward is a very wealthy owner of casinos. So Ooh. I'm writing it down. <laughs> <laughs> Abby? That he was like, remember he was with the friend and he had the friend, she was spying through the tree. Through oh, the window, yes. Had the yes. girl in the handcuffs. Well, that's Edward. Oh. <laughs> I read too many books that I don't, re- I seriously don't remember everyone's name. Oh, of course. Um, Abby, I seriously. Abby, so Abby is Natasha and Bridget's best friend from the Stanton series. She's the wild mm-hmm. one. She has got a book coming up. So her book. I can't tell you what book series it's in. It's, um, you know, I can't without spoilers. So, anyway, she's got <laughs> um, Henry? Henry. Who are we talking about? Henry is, um, let me see if I can find it. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I am. Are you going to write any um, second generation, though? Yes. So once I do the Men of Mark series, which is the men, the security guards that all work for Ben, mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I will be writing the next generation, which will be the Stanton children. So it will be Cameron's and Joshua's children. So that will be fun. But I really have to finish the, the first generation first. So there's Abby yes. and Adrian. And then the Man of Mark series, which is another six books. So it look we're we're, we're looking a far way down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I'm excited for all of them. So um, Henry is um, from Arroway. Oh yes, yes, that's yes. Okay, yes. No, he's not getting a book at this point. Um, I haven't really put it out there. No. So he was the other guy that. Um, the other love interest, I should say. Um, but no, at this point, there is no plans for Henry to get a book. Okay. As soon as you, if, as soon as I don't remember who it is, you know that <laughs> yeah. he's not getting a book because he doesn't remember. I remember him. I remember everybody I want to write about. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. So. Because at the end of all, some of your books said that they will be getting extended epilogues for Tully and Brock and yes. for our way. Yes. Is there any set in time that okay. we might get extended? So Tully and Brock, I had a really um, bad experience. And this is probably this is probably the turning point when I told you earlier that I went back and started writing for myself rather than. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got accused of Brock being a rapist. By the reviews, oh. mm-hmm. bad, really, really bad. I got really um, so so trolled. It was really bad for a while, mm-hmm. and I was at a point in my career where I was young and not young. You sort of get tougher every year. You're an author. Your skin gets a little thicker, mm-hmm. and you get a bit tougher. But at that point, I just was. I was going well. I was breaking into the top 100, and I just was so shocked by all of this that it really, really upset me. So I couldn't write. Every time I go back to the book, I'd open it up and I'd cry. Like I couldn't even. So that is the reason I didn't write their extended epilogue because at the time it was so upsetting for me that my my assistant, because I've got a full-time assistant, she was like, move on, we're not going there. Move on, move on, move on. Mm -hmm. And every time I go back to write it, I have this block. So um, that's the reason why I haven't written that book because I was just so... I guess I was just so shocked that mm-hmm. a character that I loved so much could be hated mm-hmm. so much. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? It was like, yeah. what am I doing? This isn't rape. Do you know what I mean? Like I just couldn't, I can't, and I still defend it. It's not rape. She was like, mm-hmm. do it. Like she wasn't yeah. screaming, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. she was down for it, but um, mm-hmm. 
it well, it was a it was a it was the probably the defining point of my career where after that book I had to do the whole who am I writing for mm-hmm. and what what do I believe do you know what I mean what do I I'm very straight up and down I would never write a rape scene I don't even write dark like it's just mm-hmm. not me. um so that's the point where I was like you know what I'm gonna write what I want and if people don't like it I'll be okay with that yeah well I have to say Brock was I read it a few I last month and i have to say brock might have to be your most alpha hero ever oh, he's he's rough like he's tough i yes. get it mm-hmm. <laughs> i get it but um if you'd read the stanton series mm-hmm. and, you know he's ex-military if you'd read that and yes. you knew how he was with joshua if i had have written him as this sappy wimpy boy it mm-hmm. would have been completely assass- assassinated his character so i stuck yeah. with the character and You know, maybe there were some scenes that I pushed the boundaries, but um, mm-hmm. it is what it is. Like I can't, you know, and I, I've been slammed for that book. I called the book Gym Junkie, meaning <laughs> she met him in the gym and she became a gym junkie to go to the gym to see him. Yeah. <laughs> it got perceived as he's a gym junkie and then Amazon, like, um, blocked all my advertising because it had, ab- it had junkie in the, ad- in the wa- like, in the title. Mm-hmm. blocked all the t- like all my advertising because of the junkie and it just you know those I'm not you guys <laughs> every single part of this book in the publishing mm-hmm. process was a battle do you know what I mean like so kind of just scarred scar- me but anyway once again raving on <laughs> um, when will we be getting Mr. Gar- Garcia on audible Ah, he's being, I think he goes in this week. Oh. This week or next week to be produ- mm-hmm. pro- produced, production. Um, we had to wait for the narrators that I wanted. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, he goes in this week. Um, we do all our own Audible. So mm-hmm. a lot of people ask why we don't have everything on Audible and it's because I've kept the rights to everything. So all our translations are done by us. Um, we hire translators and we do it. Kelly, my assistant, that's her full-time job, is Audible and translations. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, a, an Audible book costs me around $14,000 to produce. Oh, wow. So when people say to me, why aren't the Stanton series in Audible? It's because it's an outlay of me for $60,000 to get it done. Mm-hmm. You know, books. Yeah. So... That's why it's not done because I'm building my audience every year a little bit by a little bit. And once I get to a, a point where I have enough Audible listeners, then I'll do the big series. But until then, it's just a slow process, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Oh, wow. I didn't realize that it cost that much to put well, it into Audible. Normally people will sell the rights for their book mm-hmm. to, oh. a, to a company and the company mm-hmm. pays. But because I don't, I've retained mm-hmm. the rights to everything, I, mm-hmm. yeah. I pay for it myself. So we do three or four a year, but mm-hmm. I, one series is four or five books. It's, it's a big yeah. outlay. Mm-hmm. We don't even know how it's going to go. Like when you do series, like just um, singles, standalone books, every book mm-hmm. has right, its own merit, you know what I mean? But when it's a series, people might not gel with that series and it's a big outlay for that. Yeah. So um, <laughs> from who, from all the Miles High brothers, yes. who's your favorite one? <laughs> uh, it's really hard because I like them all for different reasons. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so if I had to date one of them, my <laughs> natural taste, I like harder men, so I would be Jamison. But okay. um <laughs> Jamison is hardest for me. <laughs> then I love Tristan and then I love Elliot. Elliot's just so romantic and swoony, so mm-hmm. special place. But then Tristan with the kids. Yes. On, <laughs> Christopher's book's really funny too. It's I'm actually in the, um, we're plotting now, so I'm laughing the whole time I'm writing it. <laughs> <laughs> like so. Yeah. It's good. I start next month. Oh, wow. Um, if you had to quarantine with one of the brothers, who Ooh. will it be? 
Oh, now that's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> Only one this time. <laughs> I don't know. Probably Elliot. I think he would be the easiest to live with. <laughs> Maybe Tris. Definitely not Jamison because we would fight the whole time. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, because I actually reread the stopover with Jan when she read it, <laughs> and I totally don't remember if the Ferreros in there are the same in yeah. the Italian. Yeah, they are. So they're a cousin. So okay. Yeah, so um, you will remember, if you reread the Italian now, you would know this, but at the time you wouldn't have put this together. But Mm -hmm. when Enrico is on the run, his cousin Mm -hmm. from New York organises the gym. That's right. That's right. Okay, yes. I remember that. Okay. Cousin. So it's his cousin. So. Oh, Okay. Ferraris so, in New York are cousins of the Ferraris in Italy. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. how I, I like to connect yes. shit. Yes. <laughs> so is he going to, is he like the one in New York? Are they the bad guys? <laughs> um, they are aware that they have bad guy cousins. <laughs> mm-hmm. line, but no, 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 they're good people. But I mean, I even like the bad guy ones. So <laughs> they're all good to me, but um, yeah. they're on the fence. Gabriel Ferrara will get a book one day. Um, oh. But the problem I have with that <laughs> you know, is because Amazon obviously have locked down on all my characters from the Miles High series that they get yeah. to write, uh, for me to write about oh. anyone in that series. And mm-hmm. because I have another series called Ferrara, it's, it's mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It, it misses up the branding. So I just have to work out what I would call it. And I would probably write it for it for my mm-hmm. like. Yeah. Cool. Interesting. Um, so I remember one of your posts on Instagram. It looks like it's a screenplay of the takeover. Is it being made into a movie or a series or any of your books being made into a movie? There are exciting things happening with it. I cannot, I would love to tell you what's happening. <laughs> I would love to tell you what's happening. I, I can't tell you anything, but I can tell you things are happening behind scenes and mm-hmm. we're in the process of things and I'm spending a lot of time doing Zoom meetings like this. So oh. <laughs> Oh, that is, oh, sorry. That is exciting. <laughs> I can't wait to know more about it. Oh, oh, it's, honestly, it is so exciting. If you if you knew what was happening, it's just like, ah, I just want to tell the world, but I can't yet. So I should fly to Australia and um, be in your office. <laughs> you should. You should have so many Zoom meetings, and they're always late at night because everyone's in America. So it's, you know. Yeah. Anyway, because we're on different times zones. Yeah. So uh-huh. One of the girls is in UK and another man's in the US and we're just like trying to connect meetings and mm-hmm. so it's always me. It's up at, you know, 11, 11 p.m. meetings. Yeah. Um, so um, if in, set that one aside, out of all your books, which one would you want to see on um, the screen? All of them. Um, (laughs) uh, Well, I think, so I'm holding out for mainstream. I'm not, I don't want to be, it's not that I don't want to be, it's just, well, I don't want to be. No, I'll I'll, I'll call that. Um, I'm holding out for mainstream TV and Netflix rather than a romance-based because I, I feel like, I just feel like if I'm going to do it, I want to go hard and I don't want things smudged around the edges to make them softer and romantic. So mm-hmm. we will see what happens. Like it may not ever come to fruition, but Alistair is the one that I can just see as a motion picture. Like it's just amazing. But um, all of them, the, the Miles High series, 
like I said, mm-hmm. we've going on at the moment with that series. So it's exciting. That's why I'm like excited. <laughs> so since this podcast is going up um, before the Casanova, we, yeah. we want to talk more about the Casanova, but we kind of don't want spoilers because yeah. it is going to go up before. Um, did you, um, when you signed with um, with Amazon, did yeah. you did you think people was going to love it as much as they did? Well, it's funny, you know, because Amazon emailed me like four times to ask me to sign <laughs> for them. And I actually missed all the emails. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like spam, you know, like yeah. When you get the <laughs> Amazon, I, I must get fifty emails a day from Amazon trying to promote. You know, you've been picked uh-huh. for this and that and this promotion. So I ignore them all. Mm-hmm. And in the end, I got another email, and it was like, "Please call me." <laughs> this is <laughs> from Montlake Publishing. Like I am trying to get in contact with you, so I called her. I was in Hawaii and I called her and she's like, we want to sign you. And I was like, what the hell? Like, is this real? Like, anyway, she goes, then she says to me, I want you to pitch. And I was like, what do you mean pitch? She goes, I have to go to the buyers with a story. Like I have to go to them with something. So I need you to, I want you, I want to sign you for four books. I want you to pitch a series for me. And I was like, okay oh my god <laughs> pressure so the whole of the hawaii trip i was just like on the deck chair like, <laughs> think of something good mm-hmm. um and yeah i i i don't know it just come to me so yeah is it is it harder like when you said that they wanted you to pitch something for four bucks is it harder for you to come up with a story knowing that they want you to write four books versus you writing on your own, knowing how many books are going to be in a series? Yeah. No, it, it's not really because I plan all my books so far in advance. So I I, I usually plot a book two years before I write it because mm-hmm. I like to really think about it and the story. Like a lot of my books I have clues sprinkled and you know I usually run three or four storylines in all of my books um so I usually think of the main love story and then I you know for masters it's the kids and then it's willow and then you know I I run a lot of stories so um not really I can't say the pressure when I'm writing um is quite hard because I the editing team for Montlake that I have is male. <laughs> so when I'm writing sex scenes, I'll write it and then I'll go. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, I can imagine these. <laughs> so I'm like, I stop and I have that moment. I think, stop it. And then I'll keep writing. <laughs> like, um, that's for all of it. <laughs> when I get the notes back from the editor and they're like, love this scene. And it's like, and I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> please don't tell me like <laughs> help <laughs> but yeah that that's probably my only <laughs> drama <laughs> um i have to say the plot twist in the casanova made uh-huh. me love the book even more like i you totally caught me by surprise i was not expecting that twist really? yes i because you I'm, see, I'm pretty sure this is considered a spoiler because in the takeover, the, he saw this girl at the auction, the yeah. um, painting auction, and then I'm... See, I, don't I, say I don't, it. No spoilers. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I know. I seriously didn't see it coming. I was like, oh, my gosh. I literally no, It's so funny because we... Montlake and myself came to blows over the blurb for the Casanova. Mm-hmm. We fought like the first, the first blow up where I was like, "No, this is not happening," because they wouldn't let me put anything about that storyline in the blurb. Oh, okay. They yeah. want, you know, the, the the blurb is quite cutesy and it's quite mm-hmm. cliche, and yeah. I. 
I hate that kind of stuff. So <laughs> I didn't want that as the blurb and they, I wanted the other storyline, which is the main storyline in my mind. Mm-hmm. As the, They're like, it's not marketable enough. We need to use our business brain when we're marketing this book. And I was like, but that's not what the story is about. So um, <laughs> in the end, they won. Yeah. <laughs> I was just, we we had come to loggerheads and the blurb had to go out. So we we had mm-hmm. sat at Arrowmate for eight weeks and I was like, nope, 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 nope. And they're like, come on, they're going to buy it anyway. Just like, <laughs> why don't put this blurb up? And I was like, fine. Um, <laughs> so I think a lot of people will be surprised when they read it mm-hmm. that it's not about what they think it's about. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yes, because I was surprised. <laughs> And I have to say, one scene literally made me cry. I literally bawled my eyes out. Elliot, because everyone loved Tristan so much. Yeah. Like, everyone was expecting a lot from Elliot because Tristan, no. set, Tristan set such a high standard that everyone was like, oh my gosh, is Elliot going to be better than Tristan? And I have to say, they're each good in their own Yeah. But yeah. Elliot was, he is seriously swan worthy. I love oh, him. He is so <laughs> beautiful. Like, and you know, it was funny because when I was writing Elliot, so as far as swoon factor goes, Elliot wins for me. Like, he's just up there. <laughs> and when I was writing it, you have this thought in the back of your head what if they don't get it? What if, <laughs> what if people don't get him? Do you know what I mean? Because it's a real yeah. thing. People just, mm-hmm. just, get some books do you know what I mean mm-hmm. and you never know how a character is going to be I would say perceived or or you know accepted and I kept thinking to myself if they don't get him I'm going to die because I love <laughs> him like so when the reviews started coming in and they're like oh my god this is my favorite Miles brother I was like thank the freaking lord <laughs> okay we can all just readers now because they get it so yeah I never know like when you're doing these these podcasts like you must put so much work into them oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> congratulations girls this is a really amazing platform you girls are creating here so thank you thank we you really we really appreciate the back end work that goes on with so many bloggers that support us so thank you this is amazing thank you <laughs> so maybe uh one last question before we let you go um because we know you're working on the Ferrera right now mm-hmm. do you know or have a time when will we be getting Christopher's book yeah so August 26th every year is my locked in date with Montlake <laughs> okay so a uh, whole I- I know a whole year. I know. A whole year. I have to write this book. So I start this book next month, September, and I uh-huh. have December to write it. Uh-huh. And they work on it in the back end for eight months. This is what happens. Um, but they would like me to write just for them and uh-huh. indie work, but I won't do that. And then they would like me to write two books a year, and I won't do that because my books are so long; they take me four months. Uh-huh. So. I only can commit to one book a year with them mm-hmm. um, and we have locked in August 26th is my release date for Montlake every year. <laughs> that is too long. <laughs> I can't wait that long. <laughs> I can tell you that Elliot's book will be worth the wait. Like we're going out in a bang. So yeah. he's, um, yeah. <laughs> his book has the same kind of feeling, you know, like I, books you don't read books for the storyline you read books for how they make you feel and Mm -hmm. um book uh, christopher's book has the same feeling as tristan it's just all laughing and Mm -hmm. swooniness Mm -hmm. and he has that (laughs) but i love his book no i can't wait (laughs) maybe maybe you could send me snippet of it So you did say that it takes you take what four months to go over a book. So how how long does it take you from when you to write the book? So it takes me about I usually plot a year in advance or um 
and I'll add to it. So I've got a folder and then I go back every time I think of a character, I'll go back and I'll add and I'll pencil things in. So I've basically got the book written out in point form. And then when I go to write a book, I make a Pinterest board, a secret Pinterest board for that book, and I'll have all pictures that I think would look like, you know what I mean, like shoes or bags or places or I have to admit the Italian Pinterest boards are the best because it's just gorgeous places and Portofino and beautiful places. Um, And then I went from when I start writing, um, I can never set myself a schedule or set, you know, I, I, I see authors on Instagram and I'm so jealous of them. They're like, okay, 10,000 words today. (laughs) Post these pictures of the numbers and then they're like, you know, all the calendar. (laughs) I wish that was me. I'll write like two paragraphs and I'll go, oh, that's wrong. So then I'll lie on my office floor for an hour going, what's wrong? (laughs) Like, just, yeah, I can't. And then I might go, Usually the first 10 chapters are really slow. The middle 10 chapters, like I fire and I, I might write that so quick and then the ending I drag it out because I don't want it to end. So I don't know. Some books come quick, some books don't. Just depends. I, I seriously don't think I seriously don't, don't think any of your books, like the first 10 chapters, I don't think it's slow at all. I seriously think every book starts with a bang. <laughs> And do you know how on my end, how many times I write those first 10 chapters? <laughs> so this is the thing people go, when I put a book out and I've spent like six months ripping my hair out, going, oh my God, agonizing every word. And then I put it out into the review team and they go, bang, it's done four hours. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Why can't they take six months to read it? Like I just took it. Like, so um yeah, I I agonize over every word. So I'm glad that it's slow because I would literally if I did. <laughs> well, it's funny because when I started reading the stopover, I told Pink, I'm just reading like two chapters, that's it. And in the morning, she's like, What chapter did you get to? And I told her, and she goes, You're that far. I'm like, I couldn't stop. It was like it started off with a bang, and I just wanted to know what was gonna happen. <laughs> I, that's one of my things that I like to do. Like that's my aim. I don't know if I ever do it, but I want it to be that once you start, you can't stop. That's, yes. That is my aim with every book. It's like, okay, okay. So like it's nothing <laughs> for me in the final edit to cut 30,000 words out of my manuscript because I feel like there's a dead spot. I'm like, nope, that's too quiet there. Mm-hmm. So, and do you yep. set yourself a word count? Because I know I've seen some authors that say, okay, my word count is this for this book. But like you said, your books are long. Do you go with whatever no, comes I to you? No, I don't set myself a word count. I would like, you know, there's a really, there is a real skill in delivering a good book that is short. Like, you know, um, a lot of authors' books are around 80,000 words. Yeah. Some people can really deliver a great book in short words and I wish I could do it Mm -hmm. I can't do it (laughs) I I have tried and tried I just can't deliver for me the I guess the emotional depth that I need in a shorter book I need the extra words well I'm gonna say from the three books that I read thank you because I love your long books and they're because they, I've read some books where they are long and it feels like it's dragging. You're like, okay, I know oh, stuff I'm repeating. Yeah, that is my but, biggest. Fear. But when I was reading, when I was reading the three that I read from yours, it literally I've been on the edge of my seat with all three of them, mm-hmm. and it does not feel like it's dragging. It doesn't feel like repetitive stuff or any. It just feels mm-hmm. it's so it flows so well, and it's like. One thing you're in chapter one, next thing you know, you're like chapter 19 <laughs> and you're like, it's 2 a.m. <laughs> like I read it. So because I write it in chapters and then at the end I do a big read. And like I said, it's nothing for me to cut 30,000 words because I'll be thinking, oh, this chapter's going too long. And then I'm like, oh, this chapter's going too long. That's, that's a problem. <laughs> like I cut it. So, um 
I'm glad you said that because that is always my worry. I'm like, am I just raving on here? Like, <laughs> is everyone just going, what is she going on about? Like, <laughs> I seriously think your books are long, but we can totally finish it in one day. I'm pretty sure some people can finish it in one day because most of your books, I finish everything in two days. Yeah, so. they look long, but they don't, mm-hmm. they're not long. <laughs> if that <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> Someone said to me the other day, um, how do you do it? Like how, and I said, I guess I basically just write two books. There's one book. (laughs) It's two books with a cliffhanger, but I put them together because the middle Mm -hmm. is a big cliffhanger, but then I keep writing. So I guess that's (laughs) how I do it. I don't know. I would love to be able to write shorter books, but it doesn't work out. (laughs) Just curious, out of all your heroes, who's your favorite one? Oh, <laughs> that's hard. I can't really <laughs> say. I can't, it's like picking a favorite child. Um, <laughs> whoever's usually my favorite is usually who I'm writing at the moment because I'm so mm-hmm. totally in love with everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, every book I write, I think, oh, this is my favorite. Like Ferrara, <laughs> I'm writing at the moment, and I'm just, I just love him. Yeah. He's he's angry at the world and he's bad. But I'm yes. just oh, I just love him. And then I go to the next book and I think, oh, just love him. <laughs> so basically whoever I'm writing mm-hmm. at, at that time is my favorite. Can you give us a little bit more about Ferrera? Because that ending, that cliffhanger of the Italian killed me. Like I need more. I need to know. Okay. Do you know when is it gonna be released? Any set day yet? Uh, yeah, probably around November, I'm thinking. November. Okay. Um, <laughs> I can't really tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you it's about Giuliano and mm-hmm. Francesca. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you that it actually overlaps a little bit of Ferrara. So it's the last part of Ferrara it's what's happening in the backstory that's how it starts mm-hmm. what's happening in the backstory before it gets to the climax of what happens in the ending mm-hmm. so, um when they meet at the house remember when mm-hmm. they meet at the house yes well there was things that went on behind closed doors at that point for a period mm-hmm. of time so that weren't touched on in the <laughs> Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Am I even making sense right now? <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> so yes, it, I don't. Know. That's all I can tell you. Because <laughs> you know how um, in the Stanton, they, it was before everyone knows there was quite of a forbidden sense to it because they were they thought they were related. Yes. I'm like, is it the kind of is. Exactly like that, but it's times 10 because they actually are related. So, <gasps> <laughs> is it incest? <laughs> I'm, I can't tell you the storyline. I can't. And I think said that, but I can't say what the story is about. <laughs> but I can say they just know that they can't feel the way they do. Well, I love forbidden love. So this is the ultimate forbidden. Don't worry. Don't make it. Don't make just, it sad. Don't make it emotional. Just my hair's like this as I'm writing it. Going, oh my god! <laughs> like we hunted writing this book, but yeah, yeah, it's good. I love it. It's my like I said. It's my favorite book at the moment. <laughs> I can't wait for it. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for joining us today. It was such a pleasure and an honor talking to you today. And I can't wait for more of your books. Please write faster. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I wish I could. How how do you do that? I see authors put out like eight to ten books a year and I'm like, wow, you're incredible, amazing, and how the hell did I learn how to do that? Yeah, I wish I could write faster. Maybe <laughs> spend a whole week on one chapter. Mm-hmm. Things might be better. <laughs> and can I just say thanks, girls, so much for having me. I really, really appreciate the work you do. Like it's 
your support's amazing. So thank you. Thank you so much. Thank and you. since this podcast is going up the day before the Casanova, happy release day. Oh, yay! <laughs> thank you. Before release day, it's always a bit, you know, <laughs> a bit nervous. Montlake releases mm-hmm. a lot easier than my releases because they handle everything else. So yeah, basically have to sit back and drink margaritas as well. <laughs> <laughs> Just wondering if the world opens again for book signing. Are you going to be going to any book signings? Yeah, yeah. So I'm supposed to be in Edinburgh Rare next year and then I was supposed to be in Rare in Germany, um, but I'm not committing to anything because our quarantine laws are so, so our country is completely closed off. We can't travel. Mm-hmm. Um, if you do want to fly out of Australia, there's no guarantee they'll let you back in <laughs> and oh. If our, our, when people come into the country, um, they're only allowed here if they're from Australia. So it's not easy for us to leave the country. Mm-hmm. So I'm not committing to anything. I pulled out of Rare because I was like, I don't want to commit and get pre-orders because you get a lot of pre-orders and then people yeah. pay you and then you have to refund them. And I was, mm-hmm. so I've just told Amy, hopefully I can come. If, if I'm allowed to come on the last day, will you fit me in somewhere? I, I, can't, I can't. Yeah, can't mm-hmm. guarantee. guarantee. Would you ever do a signing in the US? Yeah, I've done a signing in the US. I came. To, I go to New York. The last year, I was in New York three times. Um, but they were for meetings with people. Named. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I did. I did a signing a couple. 2017, I think, in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. I've been to LA a few times, but no, all my meetings at the moment in New York are with producers. They're not with signing people. Mm-hmm. So um, I'll be honest, I don't really like, I, I love signings to meet the readers. Like, I really love that. But it's, it's really quite um, daunting for us as authors to go into a room with, you know, Mm-hmm. 5,000 women, like all like, you feel really overwhelmed. Like it's quite scary. So <laughs> one of these authors that um, lives for signings as in goes to 15 a year or 20 a year mm-hmm. or whatever because they're just, they take, you know, it's like the week preparation beforehand because you have hundreds and hundreds of orders. Mm-hmm. You've got to get them all, ordered, all sorted. Getting to the place, like for us, it's, you know, 15, 20-hour flight wherever we mm-hmm. go. Mm-hmm. And then you've got jet lag and then you do the signing and then you come home. So it's a good two weeks, two to three weeks out of your writing schedule. So yeah. someone who's so tight in time, it's mm-hmm. a lot. I don't know how people could do 15 signings a year and write. <laughs> do you know what yeah. I mean? Like I don't have that brain capacity. So <laughs> two or three signings a year would be great. Yeah. Let's hope. So, <laughs> <please>. Yes. <laughs> well, we'll let you go. Thank you for joining us today once again. And we can't wait for more of your books. Oh, thank mm-hmm. you, guys. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you so much, Teal Swan, for joining us today. We had such an amazing time. I am so excited for the Casanova. Like I told you, I just finished the takeover and I love Tristan. It's so funny, though, because when I finished that, you're like, did you like him more than Jameson? And I was like, I like Jameson more. <laughs> but I mean, I still love Tristan, but it's I don't yeah. know. It's something about Jameson was oh, I loved him, yeah. but I'm so excited for the Casanova. <laughs> Yes. I'm excited to read her other books. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm, it was such an honor having her here. Mm-hmm. So hopefully she'll come to a signing in the U.S. or we'll go to Australia. Yes. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted to go to Australia, though. Yes. I want to go to Sydney. Yes. Because you know how Finding Nemo. Yes. <laughs> well because yes. I've, I've it's funny because i was telling my friend who's from australia mm-hmm. um her name is lucinda she's also she loves teal swan she mm-hmm. i kept telling her i want to go because i want to go visit the australian zoo 
the mm-hmm. one that the crocodile hunter opened do you know who that is i don't think so you don't know who the crocodile hunter is Mm-mm. well he passed away a couple years ago and his daughter uh-huh. took over like the zoo mm-hmm. in oh my gosh i'm so obsessed with that zoo like i follow it on instagram i follow oh, wow. on instagram like it's beautiful and mm-hmm. you get to like hug and carry koalas and i want to carry a koala so i was like whenever i make it over there hopefully Mm -hmm. maybe when things come down 2023 like take me to the zoo and she's like yeah you can come for that book signing i was like i don't know what book signing that is but count me in (laughs) (laughs) so hopefully if not we'll go over there yes i'll take pain Mm -hmm. with me we can go chill over there Yes. Um, but so, yes, it was such an honor having her here. And I, like I said, I'm so excited to read Casanova. I'm excited to continue reading her books, which mm-hmm. I'm totally am. I'm going to put everything on hold to start Mr. Spencer tonight. So it is amazing. So if you haven't pre-ordered yet, get the Casanova. It does go live tomorrow. So make sure you get that. It's, I mean, I love the stopover, the takeover. So I'm pretty sure the Casanova is going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. And so make sure you get that. And we do have our interview with Devony Perry next week. So make sure you check that out. It's another, I love her. She is amazing. So I'm so excited to be able to share that interview with you guys. And yes. we have so many stuff coming up. Me and Ping were so discussing many. this yesterday. We're locking down other interviews. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's so fun. I'm so excited. And I can't wait to announce who's going to be in our podcast. Because it's such an honor having these authors here with us. Because mm-hmm. I love their work. We love their work. Yes. And them taking the time to talk to us. is such an honor and a privilege. And I'm so thankful for them. Mm-hmm. And for them to take time out of their day to talk to us. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And yes. if you make sure you guys are following TL Swan on Instagram, get the mm-hmm. Casanova. And if you have any questions for us, let us know. You can send us a message in our Instagram, which our handle is at Bookbus podcast, and we'll get back to you. And we are going to be posting our giveaway for the 500 followers on Instagram. So make sure you're following us on Instagram to check that out and make sure you tune in next week to hear our interview with Devney Perry. Thank you so much for joining us. And we hope you guys have an amazing week and happy reading. Again, make sure you check out the Casanova by Teal Swan. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.